Welcome to the Love and Light Live podcast, empowering crystal lovers to learn and experience the art of crystal healing. Get ready to listen in and follow your soul calling with crystals. Hello, and thank you so much for joining me for the Love and Light Live podcast brought to you by loveandlightschool.com. I'm your host, Ashley Levy, and this podcast is the number one place for all things crystals. In today's show, we'll be talking about the healing properties of angel aura quartz, a crystal for helping you connect with your angels and guides. I'm really excited to talk about this crystal. There's a little bit of controversy about working with aura quartz in the crystal healing community. So I'm excited to dive into that, tell you a little bit about the process behind how aura quartz is created, how to work with this stone and all kinds of fun facts. But before we get started, I'd like to answer one of our listener questions. Remember, you can submit your own questions anytime at loveandlightschool.com slash ask for the chance to have your question answered right here on the show. Today's question comes from Jay, and Jay asks, listening to the episode about azurite, does the azurite malachite cluster have the same properties as discussed in the podcast, or does the malachite bring a different aspect? I just ordered an azurite malachite cluster mostly because I was drawn to it, but I'd like to know more what this is used for. Jay, this is an excellent question. I'm so glad that you asked this, and I wanted to kind of bump this question up toward the beginning of the queue since the azurite episode was released pretty recently, and a lot of you may remember it. So the properties that I discussed in that episode, yes, were just for azurite alone, but azurite does commonly form alongside malachite and sometimes even chrysocolla. Sometimes you'll get all three kind of mixed together. And so each of those crystals does lend its own qualities. So you would take the properties of azurite and combine them with the properties of malachite for your specific piece, Jay, and for anyone listening who has a combination stone like that. And if you want to learn more about the healing properties of malachite, we do have a blog post over on the website, loveandlightschool.com slash blog, and you can just click in the search box, type in Malachite, and it'll be the first result that comes up. And you can see in that blog post, there are even some pictures of Malachite from my personal collection, and some of it is combined with chrysocolla, azurite, and more, so it's kind of interesting to see. And I share a video on that post as well, talking about working with Malachite for self-love. But in particular, I find when you bring together the qualities of malachite and azurite, one of the things that this duo is best for is nature connection and healing the earth. So as we move into the height of spring here in the northern hemisphere, um, probably some places are you know, preparing for summer already, not quite the case here in Wisconsin, but this is a great time to kind of reflect on 
earth healing. We've just celebrated Earth Day a couple weeks ago and, you know, really asking yourself how you can make any even small changes in your own day-to-day about being more eco-friendly, more sustainable, and showing some love to Mother Earth. So Jay, definitely go back, check out that blog post on Malachite and watch the video, read through everything, and kind of think about your cluster, your Azurite Malachite cluster as exhibiting properties from both of those stones. And like I mentioned, that would kind of go for any combination crystal. Um, for example, something like unikite is, you know, we call it a crystal. Technically what it is is a rock because it's made of two or more minerals. So in unikite, you have the green, which comes from epidote, and the peach, which comes from feldspar. So although unikite has kind of its own Um, inherent qualities and associated properties, it would also draw upon the properties of the green epidote and the peach feldspar. So just another example of where we see that. Well, I hope that helps answer your question, Jay. And remember, if you have a question you'd like me to answer for you about crystals, spirituality, or anything else you're curious about right now, let me know over at loveandlightschool.com slash ask. The Crystal Healing Certification Program is coming soon. Want to know more? For info, free training, and to get on the list, go to crystalhealerschool.com. And now it's time to dive into our main topic for today, the healing properties of angel aura quartz. So this is a beautiful form of quartz with a thin metallic coating. We're going to talk more about this in just a little bit. It's really perfect for encouraging spiritual experiences and for connecting with your angels, guides, or ancestors. So if you listen to the show often or read the blog, you know, I like to start these healing properties episodes with a little affirmation that you can work with along with your crystal. So here's the affirmation that came through for Angel Aura Quartz. I invite my guides, ancestors, and angels into my life and kindly ask that they protect and guide me. So probably from my intro and this affirmation, you already have a good sense of what it is that Angel Aura Quartz can do when we work with it with intention. But it's also great for opening you up to divine knowledge and wisdom, usually through intuitive experience. It helps stimulate deep spiritual experiences. So whether that's in spiritual pilgrimage, in meditation, or just in those day-to-day moments of that kind of present moment awareness, present moment consciousness. It also promotes successful meditation, successful meaning really kind of whatever you hope to get out of it. I think sometimes we put a little bit too much pressure um, on our meditation practice instead of just allowing it to be what it is. And so this just helps you feel really good about it. So having a crystal in your space, holding one in your hands while you're meditating can be really beneficial. It also aids in establishing that connection and communication with your ancestors, angels, or guides. And it brings love and support into situations where you may need them. It also helps promote feelings of safety and security when you're feeling anxious or overwhelmed. 
It can enhance loving kindness and compassion. It's great for facilitating peace and calming. And it also helps mend broken relationships, whether those are romantic or family relationships or friendships. Finally, Angel Aura Quartz encourages forgiveness either of yourself or of others. And this is, um, I think, one of the most powerful things about this crystal. So if you've never seen this stone, I'm going to encourage you to hop over to the website loveandlightschool.com slash blog so you can see some photos and the video that I created for you this week all about angel aura quartz. And I show off some of my personal favorites in the video, but basically this is a translucent to opaque crystal. Sometimes they're very clear, but most of the time... Um, they have kind of a little bit of cloudiness to them just because of the coating and they have an iridescent rainbow surface sheen. So you can see it's just on the surface of the crystal, this really vibrant rainbow iridescence and it's just beautiful. It's usually associated with the energy centers, the fourth chakra or heart chakra and the seventh chakra or crown chakra with the zodiac signs of Cancer and Libra, and with the element of air. A great companion flower for angel aura quartz is soapwort, the botanical name of soapwort being saponaria, and it's kind of a low-growing, prolific bloomer, absolutely beautiful, and it's a great companion crystal. Now, this herb is toxic, so I would not recommend ingestion at all, but placing some of the flowers, dried flowers on your altar, something like that, and placing your crystal in that dish of dried flowers can be nice. Using them as sort of an offering, something like that. But it is not meant for ingestion. Now, a great companion essential oil or flower essence for angel aura quartz is iris, and an excellent companion stone is aqua aura quartz, which is also an aura quartz. Um, and they, it varies a little bit. It's a more of a brilliant aqua seawater blue, um, and it's made with a metallic bonding of gold molecules, whereas angel aura quartz is created with platinum and silver. And I'll talk about that creation process shortly. So in terms of the origin for this crystal, this is not a naturally occurring crystal, And you're probably questioning why I'm talking about it right now, because I normally do not work with man-made stones, lab-created stones, enhanced stones, anything like that. I will work with heat-treated stones, um, but aura quartz are my other exception, and I'll explain that in just a little bit. I personally really like them. But because this is not naturally occurring, there is no common origin for this stone, but it's usually made from clear quartz crystals from places like Brazil, Arkansas, and China. Now, angel aura quartz is also known as opal aura quartz or as pearl aura quartz. Some of those names are a little bit um, older. I'd say opal aura used to be the more well-known, but now angel aura has kind of taken its place as the more well-known name for this crystal. So let's dive into this aura quartz process. 
If you're unfamiliar with the process by which aura quartz is created, this is really pretty cool. So it's made by placing natural quartz crystals into a vacuum chamber with vaporized metals for anywhere between like 12 and 18 hours. So this process actually bonds or adheres the atomized metal molecules to the surface of the quartz through an electrostatic process. So they're put in this vacuum chamber, vaporized metals are pumped in, it's heated up to about 1600 degrees Fahrenheit, and the metal molecules adhere to the surface of the quartz, completely coating it, which creates a beautiful display of iridescent colors. So this thin metallic coating is usually less than one micron thick. It can't be scratched off, it can't be rubbed off, because it has been molecularly bonded with the surface of the quartz. And this is usually mostly done to small points or clusters. That's kind of where everything started. But now you see more and more things getting this aura treatment. So you'll see geodes, generators, palm stones, spheres, a little bit of everything. It's really come a long way. Now, I do want to say some healers prefer not to use these stones because they're not completely natural. I'm usually kind of a purist when it comes to my crystals, um, but these are my exceptions. So others choose not to use them because they're kind of man-made, kind of human-encouraged. Um, but for me, I consider these to be really useful healing tools. So although the process for making these stones is not carried out within the earth, the stones themselves are still made of all natural components. So there aren't any man-made or synthetic additives like plastics or dyes like you see in other enhanced or created stones. Um, so for me, it seems like the quartz here acts as a natural amplifier to the metals that are bonded to it. You get this really beautiful crystal, you get the energy of the quartz amplifying whichever metals are used. So every color of aura quartz has its own kind of secret recipe in terms of the metals that are used to create that color. So again, in the instance of angel aura quartz, that's a combination of platinum and silver. And the thin layer of metal atoms on the surface wouldn't generally be enough for us to use for healing purposes, right? Most of us can't afford a chunk of platinum to work with in our healing practice, but we can work with something like aura quartz where even just a small amount of platinum or silver or whatever metals are being used is amplified by that quartz so that we can get the benefit of working with those metals. And if you're curious about all the varieties of aura quartz, I do have a blog post from several years back and it breaks down every variety of aura quartz which metals are used to create it, what the properties are, and how to look out for aura quartz fakes. Because although aura quartz are man-made, they still should always only be made with quartz and precious metals. And there are quite a few um, creators of 
so-called aura quartz, making them out of things that are not metals. And typically, um, these are called jelly quartz, although they're usually not listed that way. They're, they're known that way kind of in the industry. Uh, but these are coated with Teflon, believe it or not. So plastic, basically, like a type of plastic. And they can definitely be a little tricky to identify if you're not familiar with all the different varieties of aura quartz. Um, I remember when they kind of started to make a resurgence, they were going under some really interesting names. And uh, through some research, I was able to figure out that these were these Teflon coated quartz crystals. So those I do not work with. I only work with the, the authentic aura quartz created with metals. So if you want to learn about all those varieties of aura quartz, about how to spot those fakes, head over to the blog, again, loveandlightschool.com slash blog, and do a search for aura quartz, and you'll find two articles that I did previously about them. And those should give you all the information you need um, to really get a good understanding for all the varieties that are out there, how to identify them, and best of all, how to work with them. So aura quartz crystals are kind of uncommon, but they should be readily available at most specialty crystal shops. So again, angel aura quartz, also called opal aura or pearl aura quartz, helps connect you with your angels, your ancestors, and your guides. Some healers believe this crystal acts as a kind of energetic gateway or conduit um, to the angelic realm so that you can actually tap into and connect with those beings. But this stone is excellent for enhancing communication with your angels and guides, especially when paired with angelite. These work really well together. So angel aura quartz helps that communication to come through really loud and clear so that you don't have to second guess the wisdom being shared. It's just usually um, a lot more direct messages. And this includes, you know, whether you feel like you're tapping into messages from your angels, from your guides, from your ancestors, or just from your intuition, your own higher self. So if you're an energy healer, you might want to try adding angel aura quartz to your space to enhance the effects of the healing modalities you offer. If you're a healer, a reader, a psychic, you can work with angel aura quartz to connect to your client's guides and invite them to assist in the healing session or reading that you're giving. I know lots of different readers and psychics who often, you know, try to connect with the guides of other people. And so if that's similar to the work that you do, you may find this stone to be a good support. And if you'd like to enhance the effectiveness of a healing session that you're giving to a client, try placing an angel or a quartz cluster on your altar or in your healing space or even beneath your healing table. Well, that is it for our main topic for today. I hope that you enjoyed learning all about angel aura quartz. Do you feel intuitively called to work more deeply with your stones? To grow your confidence, knowledge, and connection to crystal energy beyond what you can learn on your own? Our award-winning Crystal Healing Certification Program will take you from crystal lover to a confident, certified crystal healer and help you discover your soul's path and crystal purpose. Maybe you want to deepen your personal spiritual practice by connecting more deeply to your stones. Or maybe you're already working with crystals, but you want to learn some more advanced energy healing techniques. Wherever you're at on your crystal journey, 
the Love & Light School's CCH program can help you become the confident and intuitive crystal healer you know you can be. Are you ready to listen to the nudges from the universe and take the next steps on your crystal journey? Our CCH program is here to support you every step of the way. And now it's time for our trending this week segment. As you know, each week I bring you a quick discussion on something that's happening in the world of crystal healing and spirituality right now, or something that I'm just really loving that I want to share. And this week, I want to talk to you about my pressed flower journal. So this is something that I have absolutely been loving doing. I've been collecting lots of flowers and blossoms and blooms from my garden and my yard and pressing them in my flower press to dry them. I used to just use a few heavy books with some sheets of paper towels in between, and that worked really great until I needed one of those books and had to disrupt my pressed flower process. So to avoid that, I invested in a great flower press and I got mine from the Quirky Cup Collective, um, which is based out of Australia. You can find them on Instagram at the Quirky Cup Collective, but I don't believe that they currently have these flower presses for sale anymore. The good news is I believe that Tyler Thrasher, the very popular Instagram artist, is coming out with a flower press journal that looks amazing. So you can keep up to date with that by following Tyler Thrasher Art on Instagram. Or if you don't want to invest in a flower press, a specialty flower press, you can definitely just go with the good old-fashioned book press method. Um, Especially big old cookbooks work great for this. Any nice sturdy hardcover books are great, and you can basically just do some layers of paper towels, place your flowers in between another layer of paper towels with heavy books on top and one underneath, and it works really pretty well. You want to let your flowers dry for like three or four weeks, and then when they come out, you can either paste them into your journal directly Or because I really wanted mine to stay really nice. I was a little afraid of ruining the fine edges, especially after I had done some really perfect flower presses. So I actually laminated mine and used little bits of washi tape to tape them into my journal and then kind of around and filling in the negative space and the shapes um, on each page. I've been writing about the qualities of that flower, writing poetry about those blossoms, and it has really been lifting me up and it's been a great experience. Something that if I'm feeling a little down, if I'm feeling a little disconnected, a little ungrounded or uncentered, I can just sit for 10 or 15 minutes and make a new page in my pressed flower journal. So that is it for today. I hope that you found a lot of value in today's show. If you want more information about anything I discussed in this episode, you can learn more over on the website at loveandlightschool.com. And if you enjoyed the show today, the biggest compliment you can give me is to leave a quick rating and a review over at loveandlightschool.com slash iTunes. And today I want to give a special shout out to Mags704. Mags says, 
love. I am so happy I found the podcast. Being new to crystals, this is so informative. Not fluffy, and Ashley has a very soothing voice that can be listened to all day. The videos on Facebook and Instagram are the icing on the cake and a perfect accompaniment. Delightful to see what's being discussed on the podcast. Keep up the beautiful work. Crystal blessings. Mags, thank you so much for the super kind review. I really, really appreciate it. And remember, if you share your own review at loveandlightschool.com slash iTunes, I may just give you a shout out here on the show. And while you're there, you can subscribe if you use iTunes as a listening platform, but you can also visit us at loveandlightschool.com slash listen for other great places to stream our episodes and subscribe to the show. That brings us to the end of this episode of the Love and Light Live podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Levy, and I'll be back with you in our next episode. Until then, crystal blessings. The Love and Light Live podcast is a production of the Love and Light School of Crystal Therapy. Connect with us online at loveandlightschool.com or on social at Love and Light School. The content provided on or through our website or podcast makes no claims for specific or general health or health results and should not be used to examine, diagnose, or treat any medical condition prescribe medications, make claims for specific or general healing or health results, or as a substitute for traditional medical treatment. For medical advice, you should consult a licensed healthcare specialist. For more information, please refer to the terms of use on our website at loveandlightschool.com.